Um, cool. Welcome, everybody, to The Lawyer and the Layman. Um, as per usual, you are joined by myself, Elisa Mkele, and Jennifer Stoller. How are you doing, Jen? Good, thanks. And you? Good, good, good. How have you... Like, how's, how's things been going? It's been very stressful, but it's been really good. And I know we missed last week. Sorry, apologies. But we actually got to a point where we started to realize that there was so much going on in our country and actually abroad, all over the world, with regards to gender-based violence and... As we as we generally do, is that we bring in some of our colleagues to to us to our sisters. So you will introduce them, and then we'll get the show on the road. Like shout outs to Schindler's for having all the bases covered. I know <laughs> they really have all the bases covered. You want sectional titles? We got you. You want naming and shaming? We got you. Yeah. But yeah, so today we're joined by Ompile Boikano. Yes. And Siposeto Kumalo. How you guys doing? Well, uh, yeah. I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> I would have made an absolute test out of myself. <laughs> I would like I found it much easier than Paul Michael Kichel. Kichel, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Our cannabis episode. So basically how this kind of came about, um Setu, so that's what I'm gonna call him throughout its uh, nickname, came up to me and he was like, Jen, the this whole gender based violence that is going on, surely we need to do something about it, we need to chat about it. Like I've seen all these Facebook groups popping up, people naming and shaming, people saying certain things like, is it defamation? What is it? Can we do it? I know that we need to protect our women, but how far can we go? And um, yeah, I wanted to introduce, thanks for uh, joining today, Said We really appreciate Thanks it. And yeah, just kind of take us through it. Is, is it defamation? Is it allowed? Are you allowed to go and rant? Like, what are kind of the confines of the law? Because you want to obviously protect and you want to, to get to a point where people know who, who the perpetrators are and we need to kind of take action and that's the problem. Maybe the law isn't serving people enough that they have to kind of take their pitchforks and start doing things themselves. But what is actually legal in the in that realm? Yeah, I think it's, it's harder to answer as to what is legal. Mm. I think it's easier to point out what's illegal. Yeah, of because, course. As you know very well, the... You know, the line between defamation and freedom of speech is often blurred. Yeah. It's, mm. it's not one we can just draw in the sand. And a lot of people, <coughs> I think they don't understand that it's a very fine line. So mm. it's kind of like, well, it's my freedom of speech. I need to protect other women from this person. But when, when can you draw the line? Because essentially, I can just go on any single platform and just type in anyone's name and make certain accusations. Mm. So like what, let's say, for example, I start a group. And I start posting um, someone that was sick that sexually assaulted me's name. What kind of action would that person be able to make to take against me? So what are my rights as the person that it happened to, and what are their rights if anything like their 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 dignity essentially? I think what's important to like point out from the start is that it doesn't have to be publicized on a Facebook mm. or any other form of social media. I think the law of defamation recognizes publication is just spreading it to another person yeah so that's how how intense our laws so like are if i'm at the bry and me and umpilo then i'm like listen fam let me tell you yeah if, if it can be proved yeah. that you publicize I mean, that information then and giving details and yeah so defamation essentially the root is, of it is basically there has to be truth in whatever statement that you publicize so if i say i don't know you're the most ugliest guy ever mm. and i can't back it up like mm. Obviously, I've defamed you. Mm. You understand? It needs to be intentional and wrongful for Mm. you to actually get, you know, a defamation Mm. case against you. So, um, with with regards to freedom of expression, it's like 
you can say whatever, but with limitation. So what are your limitations? I mean, we were discussing it not so long ago. We were saying, you know, what, what basis can you say something and the limitations around it? Obviously, the limitation would be the truth in whatever you're saying. Mm. So, yeah. But also, like, let's throw something else in the mix, naming and shaming, gender violence. Woman walks into a post office, gets brutally raped and murdered. Um, children, like, uh, getting raped in restaurants, and now people have had enough. So people are going and they're naming and shaming because it's in the public interest, if that makes yeah. sense. So they're saying, well, it's my duty because I've been, uh, this has happened to me. This is kind of my platform now to speak up. But also, what what is the... The lines of it, because at the end of the day, we have the opportunity. We're attorneys. We we actually on both sides. So yeah. we'll either be on the perpetrator side, where and I know it's actually happened to a lot of celebrities actually that they've been named and shamed, and they have to kind of take legal action because a they have sponsorships, b they this is their bread and butter. It's their name. Their name mm-hmm. is their brand. So kind of all these um, people that are naming and shaming. As much as we we understand that something's happened and action needs to be taken we kind of implore people to say, well, this is the law, this is how it should be done properly. Mm. Instead of going and naming and shaming and saying certain things and making accusations, like what kind of advice would you guys give to someone that has been sexually assaulted and wants to speak up? Like what, do they, what can they do without it being defamatory? I think what's most important is to realise that the law isn't equal in this regard. Mm. You know, if I can express a personal opinion, the yeah. law isn't equal in this regard because, as you said, it is in the public interest to put that information out, you know, watch out for ABC, mm. you know, but at the end of the day, until such is proven, yeah. you know, we, we speak about the right to equality before the law and the presumption of innocence and so 100%. forth. 100%. Until such is proven, if, you know, creating awareness about it endangers that person's reputation, mm. the law will always find against you, just on the surface. I mean, mm. And it actually is taking about... away from the objective that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So yeah. you're trying to achieve the objective to stop this individual from hurting other people, but what's actually happening is that they're going to sue you and they're going to hurt you. Exactly. So rather do it properly. I know we were discussing um, when, we were, when you were drafting that article where we were saying there's certain things that, let's say someone posts something against other person, like what what can they do? Can they can when they come to us, what what advice would you give them in terms of is it can we ask for an incident? Because at, at the end of the day, once it's out there and once it's yeah. there for a long period of time, the damage is already done. So, yeah. We're trying so, to prevent the damage. So so yeah, what like how would a person go about getting an interdict? Yeah, as we discussed, I mean naturally with a defamation case being on the side of the one bringing it damages is your yeah. you know go-to remedy yeah but our courts in south africa have you know proven not to be generous in mm. the awards they give you know to get over fifty thousand for a defamation and case. how much will you pay but, also, yeah. say, like, but how do you then quantify my damage mm. if i've been sexually assaulted mm. how do you then say you know, you're allowed to have only 150. Like, mm. who who gets to decide that? Yeah, I think I think the problem in in this whole thing is that people and this isn't even legally. It's talking practically. Is that so many things have happened? People have had enough. They feel like the law isn't serving us. So now we need to serve ourselves. We need to have riots. We need to have protests. We need to name and shame. So people are like, it's it's kind of like, if you're a male and you wake up during everything that's been happening, you actually 
even though you have a certain inclination, because for me, I don't believe that raping someone or sexually assaulting someone is a choice. They're sick individuals, and it's it's not. No one rapes up and go, wakes up and goes, "Oh, I think I'm going to rape someone today just for for fun," unless you're actually not mentally well. Mm. Um, and I think the the whole thing here is that people are trying to make other people scared to not do it, but they're not realizing that the law actually is there to help them if it does happen to them. But is the law failing us, though? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the question. That's sort of where I wanted to direct the conversation, mm. you know, is that we know, especially those of us practicing law, you know the structures that exist, yeah. you know, but it's, it's okay to have a shell, but is that shell full? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is the law really serving victims of sexual assault and rape? Mm. You know, is it not time that we think beyond the confines of the law and think about it as a psychological thing, yeah. as a social fabric thing? You know, is society mm. in South Africa susceptible to this? Mm. And how do we reprogram like our social fiber, if that makes sense? Yeah, you know, mm. to eradicate this issue because personally, I don't think this is something that it can't the be law fixed can overnight. Always, yeah, yeah, the law can't always meet this. You know, mm. where it begins. You know, but I think especially with that, like how where. Legally speaking, how would you draw the line? Because there's that whole thing of believe the victim, mm-hmm. but then there's the whole sort of presumption of innocence, mm-hmm. and those two kind of clash with each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the victim and actually has to, they're already, their dignity's already gone, they're, everything's lost them, and now they kind of have to sit in a box and defend that this happened to them. Because, And I think that's also a stigma in our society where it's um, you get abusive people, like, for example, what ignited this whole thing, 19-year-old woman went into a post office and got raped and murdered and then the person that did it was kind of like well she took too long to die so it's not even it's not even we're murdering and we're hurting our woman but we're not even remorseful for it Mm. and i think that's where in south africa like there's anger and where's it coming from and i think that's kind of what we need to think about is that is it coming from where something happens to a woman and she doesn't speak up because she's scared that someone's not going to believe her or is it coming from where men think that they can get away with it because she's not going to speak up because the, she might not believe be believed? Mm. So it's it's such a hard topic. And I remember us discussing it with the naming and shaming. That's what people think is going to help. Like, put your name on there, shame the person. But in the next Somehow. three months, when this dies down, are there still going to be people that are com- campaigning? Are mm. there still going to be people that are trying to help women? I think from mm. a woman's perspective, um, the biggest thing that we have, I mean, mm. non-law related, is speaking out. It's like, I tell Jennifer, Jennifer, mm. this is what happened, you know, ABC, I got assaulted, sexually assaulted, and then what do we do about mm. it? Exactly. You as my friend, how do you advise me and say, um, do we go to the police station? Mm. But knowing that I'm afraid of the guy who actually sexually assaulted me. Mm. I mean, it could be my uncle, it could be my dad, it could be my boyfriend. So yeah. how do you then speak up against those things? Mm. It's, it's, it's such a, I don't know, it has such a big impact on social, I don't know, upbringing, your... It's everything. Um, you know, the conversations that you have with your friends. And I always tell my guy friends, and I'm like, you guys need mm. to have better conversations amongst yourselves. Mm. Because we, as women, can't always live in fear. Like, I can't go outside because... I don't know what's going to happen. I can't go chill with you because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, but why can't you take... The, there's so much... I don't know, there's a... Both place. gender yeah. needs to actually assume a role and do it. So yeah. as women, we need to back each other and believe each other. And, and I think the biggest thing that you're saying is that 
and what I find, even with a lot of my clients, they don't say anything because of mm. shame. And it's it's that shame factor. It's like it happened to me and I deserved it because X, Y, Z. It's like you're getting shamed. It's a it's abuse. It's sometimes it's in a marriage where even the the woman is actually getting physically abused, but when she goes to work, she's a CEO of a massive company, she's intelligent, she's everything, but she goes home and she's getting abused. I mean that came up in the funeral uh, with um Doctor Tandin Global. Yeah. Um, where it came out like in a funeral where she like you know this big sort of construction mogul and she mm-hmm. was sort of in an abusive marriage. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like I think, and this is where I was thinking about it because before this I was like, how do we help the law? And I don't. I think the law, the law is there. So there's protection orders. But okay, now you get sexually abused. You come and tell me in confidence. I say, you know what? If this, we're going to the police. We're getting a protection order against this person. Person comes to your house with a gun. What are you going to do? Throw a little piece of paper in his face. So it's it's kind of like we need to get to a space where, when you start seeing signs of that abuse in your kids, and it's hard because as I said, this woman walked into a post office. Mm. She got murdered. How do you avoid that? Mm. But how? But how was that man raised? Was he in an yeah. abusive household? Was he? And for me, it's like it comes from the bottom, and it comes from raising your children. And mm. mental illness is not something that people care about but it's actually the most important thing like how many how many people in this firm do you think have been depressed have anxiety you don't know people are too ashamed to say it but that's true and people need to speak about it we should normalize our problems not to say like obviously it's normal mm. for you to have that but we, we should normalize the, the not conversations being okay. yeah, the yeah. conversations around not being okay whether it's i don't know hey said to you know i've got abc the mm. problem and I feel comfortable telling you not that you're going to go tell someone else mm. and you know Spaces make a mockery of me from. yeah mm. so I think also that's the reason why people don't report any rapes because mm. when you get to the police station you become like the butt of the joke now yeah and it's like are you really going to do this I think it's very controversial though like mm. so like and I and I'm gonna say this and you guys can literally look at me and disagree, Into but it's it's <laughs> but I really and I and I was conceptualizing this the other day and as I had this thought I was like wow Jennifer that's very hectic but you kind of have to say it and this is what I believe without evil there's no you can't have good so without that man raping and I'm not I'm not saying that that we need that but in our society if that woman didn't if that woman didn't get raped as a 19 year old in a post office. Would anyone be doing anything right now? Do you know what I mean? It's like that actually had to happen. I'm not saying it's right at all. Mm. But why do we, why do women, I mean, why do in, humans have to be on the precipice of disaster to actually take action? So basically it takes the really bad thing to highlight the good. In well, it takes the really bad thing for people to take to action do something about to do something about it. Because how many people get raped and murdered every day in our country? But something that was huge ignited this thing, and it's crazy. Can I just challenge mm. you on that point a bit? As yeah. We go deeper into the water. Yeah. Uh, Oms and I were having a debate last week. You know, something I've also been trying to wrap my mind around that the incident that happened was tragic. You know, there's, mm. there's no denying that. But I'm going to use legal terms here. Yeah. You, know, you bring a class action, you want a model case. Mm. You know, that's a it's one of your requirements for mm. being a class okay, action. I need to know what a model case is. Because you need that perfect no, the the front. one case. Mm. That yeah. We're yeah. representing you know, a million people, but yeah. we need that one so case. Did you ever watch Erin mm. Brockovich? 
Yes. So you know she took a class action when everyone was getting cancer from the water. Yeah. So it's also you need a lot so of people and then one, one thing yeah. to ignite it. Whose cancer yeah. looks yeah. just right. This is the one. That's exactly it. And, and, and you know, Umstar were questioning if that's a pitfall in our own minds that it takes a, like a good looking, yeah. young, mm. middle class to upper mm. class woman to spark to shock society. society. Mm. Like yeah. Why is it that we need to have a moral case for society to make a good point because mm. I remember when I first when I was still doing news journalism they sent they sent us out to I want to say Kajiso, somewhere mm. but this woman had been correctively raped with a toilet brush mm. and it was like heavy and came back wrote the story and they were like yeah I think that'll do like for a nice little bit on like page five it's yeah feature, like you know it's not going to but what you're saying, like, what moral fiber do you need to be disturbed by that? That's a toilet brush that you're getting raped by. Mm. Like, but it's, uh, as I said, I, as human beings, it's, yeah, we, we need something that, and also the perfect example, which I know a lot of people and I've been following up on it, was the Dross Rapist. Mm. That when it was on the news, uh, man at Dross rapes um, child. And then when everyone found out it was actually a white male that raped a black female, everyone was shocked by it. Yeah. It was like a shock, and then people took interest. Do you know, that, that happens all over the world. That happens probably every day. Mm. And unfortunately, it's these big kind of things that have to happen, but why, when Reva was murdered and that whole Devani thing, why didn't we continue to, to do the things that we were doing and build momentum? We just stopped. But the thing is that also, why does it take a famous person for you to do something about it? Like Reba mm. and then Rasha mm. and, and then mm. after this, it's like the Dross rapist didn't get so much traction. It's mm. like we needed to speak out more and we waited for, we sort, it sort of like kind of faded and mm. then it was, uh, what's her name? Yeni, yeah. the, the post mm. office girl. And then after that, everyone was just like, okay guys, this is serious now. We're creating accounts. We're gonna... But do you think rioting is going to do anything? Like, like, I really feel like it shouldn't be rioting. It should be every single person that is willing to riot. Afterwards, we sit in a room and we actually try to create change. We start thinking differently. Because you must also understand is it's not... I'm not saying that anyone deserves to be raped. Like, walking to a post office, you're never going to think that that's going to happen to you. But as women, and you can disagree with me because maybe we have the same thing... when she walked into that post office and he was acting weird, obviously I can't speak for her, but I'm telling you right now, her gut told her something, which was maybe don't go behind the teller, don't do this. But as women, when our gut tells us things, we we too embarrassed to say, no, I'm not going behind the teller. It's like we don't want to cause a scene. And we always get to that point where we go, I know my gut's telling me this, but, and it's the exact same thing. Like I work with a guy from Women Empowered and he shows women what to do when they, like, let's say someone comes and puts a gun to your head and says, get, get into the car. Shows you how to deal with it psychologically. You get in the car, you're going to die. Like, if you say to that person, I'm not getting into the car, that person's not going to shoot you in the head in the middle of a mall. So he teaches you those tools. And for me, every single bad situation that I've ever been in, where I've been, like, mugged or anything, I had that gut feeling and I didn't listen to it and I just continued because I didn't want to cause that, like, scene, if that makes sense. I mean, for me, mm. I think sometimes you can on the contrary mm. to what you're saying. If I was told mm. at the post office that I must come back an hour mm. later, 
and I didn't know that it was closed because mm. maybe I might have not, maybe I'm being ignorant mm. and I just went there, okay, come back an hour later, mm. but it's actually closed when I get there, it's still open. Mm. I mean, I, I won't see any red flags, but mm. I mean, surely you should, you know, take more notice. Well, so let's maybe teach people yeah. about red flags. Like, let's say if, you, if you're in an uncomfortable situation, because probably 90% of my clients, if something has happened to them, they've known like in their gut obviously the hindsight is twenty twenty, but i'm just trying to find how do we solve something that keeps happening literally there are these riots and then the next day an, another school girl got raped and murdered literally the next day so it's like what, what is happening that's what's that's what's so concerning for me so i think the writing thing is it feels to me like part of it is because people don't have another outlet they're like mm. okay we've we had a whole ministry of women and all the rest of those things and that didn't work out. We had, it feels like people are saying, we've, ha- we've done this, we've done that, we've done this, we've done that. And we've mm. tried all these different things and yet we still can't go to the post office. Mm. Therefore, okay, let's burn something. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense to me. Mm. Like, and and I, so then I now I'm disagreeing. That's how Women's Day came about. Do you know what I mean? They went, they rioted, they said their piece. They, but at the end of the day... What I'm saying is that it's this, and and this is, and we actually want to do another podcast on this in six months and see if we are getting better as a society. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't have to take someone that's 19 years old to get raped and murdered for us to take action. Like we should be doing things, educating people every day. Those steps, the little steps that we take every day, is the massive impact that we have, and the paying it forward and doing all of that. Maybe that's just my my thoughts. I don't expect everyone to, to do that. But, yeah, riot, honestly, for me, I think it's caused the the most amazing um, ripple effect all over the world where people are saying South Africans are coming together in order to, because they've had enough. But, like, okay, so this what else? The question is now, mm. what role does the state play? Yeah. I think that's... that's what does the state do that's, now? That's what the state really needs to to sit and think about because I mean mm. I've done I've, <clears throat> I've been reading you know like political readings and mm. sociology and all that and I came across I wish I could credit the you know the article that I saw it in but the author essentially said that the protection of women and you know getting rid of sexual violence in South Africa could fall within the scope of a constitutional obligation on the state mm. and I wrote a little notes on this here from what I've gathered, Section 7 of the Constitution puts an obligation on the state to respect, you know, the rights and the Bill of Rights. And women are afforded the rights to bodily integrity, mm-hmm. which is breached every time mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're sexually violated mm-hmm. or you're assaulted. So is it not time that the state recognizes that there's actually a constitutional obligation which they, mm-hmm. you know, they are faulting on? I don't know what you guys but think about it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. no, 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 but why must we also tell them to recognize what you have written in the Constitution? It's like, and I'm sure so many people that have yeah. gone to write don't even know that. Yeah. But it's like, why must we go to the Constitutional Court to say, guys, but this is what mm-hmm. you guys wrote, is, yeah. and what are, why aren't you guys doing anything about it? Why aren't mm-hmm. you holding... Who's the Minister of Women? Why aren't you doing anything about There's it? What laws are them. you... What law, actually, <clears throat> what have you done <clears throat> for women? Yeah. Right now in this period, I mean, yes, going to pay your respects to people's houses and mm. that's very, 
but what else are you doing? Yeah, you're not because, doing your best. Yeah, because you're not preventing it from happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it should solely rest on the minister or, you know, um, the state, but what are you guys doing? Yeah. And people always say it happens all over the world. Why is everyone getting so hectic? But it's happening here in our country more than anywhere in the world. And that's what the most concerning thing is, is that even as as women, like, I, you, you're going to automatically be scared. And obviously, you don't have to paint yourself as a victim every single time because they're actually ma- males that also get mm. raped and all of that. And it does happen and abused. But it definitely doesn't happen on the exact same scale as... And, that, and it's hard because I've been trying to find a solution like how do we fix it how do we fix it but it's how do you, how do you fix a tainted society from from that how do you prevent someone that goes into a bathroom takes drugs and on his version instinctively rapes a seven year old little girl like how do you stop that in law yes you can punish them is that is story so yeah he changed wow. so the story the actual thing the actual Jesus. version was that he was watching her on the playground and then followed her into the bathroom and then um, raped her. But then he pleaded guilty, but then he changed uh, the version to say he went to do drugs in the woman's bathroom because he didn't want to get caught. Okay, why? Anyway, and then the minute she walked in wanting to use the toilet and as he had done the drugs, his body instinctively grabbed her and did it and then he was like, I don't know what I'm doing and stopped. But then the state was like, why are you pleading guilty? Because the versions don't align. But he's still been found guilty. But now sentencing, this is where you need to teach lessons. Mm -hmm. Like he needs to be sentenced where people are fearful of it. And I know people now are saying, bring back the death penalty and I don't know what any of your views on it are. I was actually listening to the radio this morning and or was it last night and they were talking about the constitution behind you know death penalty they can't legally bring mm. it back because of the constitution affords everyone the right to life, right to life yeah. so um why is it convenient for them to use the constitution if you can't you know protect our bodily integrity yeah but you can't pick and choose i suppose with that i just wonder how does that play out like does that mean we have to then send police out with every woman? Mm. Because it's... You can't go to the post office, you can't go to Dross, you can't go... So basically, wherever you go, somehow you we need some kind of sort of state mechanism to protect your body. Mm? Brittany, you know, when, I'm, when I was referring to you know, this obligation on the state, I was thinking more so in policy, right? Because, okay. 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 I mean, everyone has the right to water or right of access to water which needs to be progressively achieved mm. and when there's a water crisis in Cape Town we put in restrictions mm. do you know what I mean yeah. so why aren't we tailoring policy to teach our young men you know let's deconstruct patriarchy in itself mm. right we'll start from and the beginning start I mean I'm 24 years old the influence you can have on me will be limited you know what I mean I'm, that's my belief in terms of how you learn mm. you know, social learning and so forth but why don't we have policy geared towards juniors you know certain schools or certain countries rather have been trying to deconstruct gender norms and patriarchy in very alternative mm. ways i mean mm. some scandinavian countries have gender neutral schools yeah i've also seen that thing where they actually teach men martial arts that if they see a woman getting hurt they can protect the woman so it's mm. a kind of that mentality that as a man you protect family. you don't hurt Mm. So it's not actually that he can go do a flying kung fu kick and kill everyone. It's 
you are taught now to protect your woman rather than then see them as subservient. But it's also a cultural thing. Like I know even in Judaism, the, my, my religion, women are not seen to be seen at, at, at the same level as men. Mm. We sit separately from from them and sure, we are not equal to them. It's it's a, it's a very cultural thing. So it's like, now you have to go dig in. Dig into, yeah. But it's also when you're saying you're 24, you, you're not going to be able to change. You definitely are. Cause they're 24 like, is yeah. young to not yeah. change. <laughs> oh, no, 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 but I, I feel like to, to be taught, to be taught oh, yeah. certain mm. things, it's, you're old. By the time you turn, yeah. By the time you turn 18, I mean, you probably feel like, well, my parents can't tell me anything. It's a big choice in who you want mm, to be and the, yeah. the, the beliefs you hold. You know what I mean? But it's also, you also, let's say you came from a, and I actually read the most profound thing the other day where this journalist asked a set of twins. So their father was an alcoholic, abusive, drug addict, terrible person. And they asked the one twin, how? So the one twin was extremely successful and the other twin was a complete drug addict. And they asked them the same question interchangeably. And they said, how, why are you the way that you are, like now? Like, why are you wealthy and why are you a drug addict? But they weren't comparing them. They were just asking them separate questions. And both of them said, because of my father. So one chose to go the one way saying, I will never be like that. I will never ever treat bad people badly. I'll never be abusive. And they were this excellent father and made so much money and had charities. And then the other person was like, I became a drug addict because of my father. That's all I That's knew. That's all I know. But it was two people in the same environment, different mindsets. Mm. So it's kind of like we're never going to alleviate rape and murder ever. Like it's not going to, at the end of the day, let's say we did, the world would be so overpopulated. And I'm not saying that no one deserves, like, I'm so, I don't want it to be, I'm saying people deserve to get murdered and raped ever. Mm. But we need to kind of say, well, in schools, instead of teaching things that are redundant, like, Pythagoras. Yeah, like Pythagoras. <laughs> right. Like, and nonsense. Like, what did I say? I, I saw a thing the other day. It was like, yeah, um, I'm so glad that I got taught what a perlaga, whatever is, because that really helps me with my taxes. I am. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, so the reproductive we need to start actually changing. Yeah. We need to start changing the school system. It's going to be more expensive and mm. broader thinking. I mean, South Africa, I think one of my personal criticism mm. just such a narrow-minded like, mm. society yeah and that's because i know for myself with coming from an african family you're taught mm. this in certain professions yeah you know, yeah you, you have like five you, jobs it's like yeah. your, <laughs> your clarinet <laughs> days you're not going to be the leader of an international <laughs> orchestra and then you're like sure dad play your ukulele Do you like, know what I mean? but yeah. it's a weird thing i i remember at varsity there was this quote that i'm going to butcher terribly and it was like about how i studied war and i don't know writing so that my kids can study x so that their kids can study x so that mm. and at the end of the line it's like so that they can all be poets and run through the garden with flowers yeah. <laughs> and i think that's probably where at least a lot of african parents come from in that you know it's like exactly. well look i'm making the way for you so like i see it now with um with my daughter and with just like my younger cousins where it's like okay cool you guys have to be lawyers or like doctors or engineers, but like the kids, I mean, I mm. if you want to rap. <laughs> yeah, but also we, but our, our system is changing. Like I read something the other day, the the best thing that you can allow your your kids to be in life is themselves. Mm. So it's it, but also I can't say. Imagine you have a kid and they turn around to you and they say, 
Ma, I'm going to join a lesbian band and go to Germany and become a dominatrix. You're not going to be like, do what makes you happy, honey. Like, you, could, I feel like you can only say it when you're a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're a parent. But you should be that parent that, that says to their kids, well, you're loved, you're nurtured. But for me, it, it's a toxic cycle. If you've grown up in abuse, like, I've dated someone that was, that had a very rough childhood and he was he is like a, in, incapable of having communication mm-hmm. did not communicate but so it's kind of like we ha- all have to take responsibility and not only trying to change the law trying to write to the law trying to defend women trying to make men better but also actually raise children that don't become murderers and rapists which but is hard do you think as a mom i know that i'm giving my child everything mm. like everything i could possibly be whatever you want to be mm. as long as he's successful and they turn around and become a rapist it's mm. like yeah did i do enough did i not do mm. enough what do you do also as a mom if my mm. child i was saying i was telling my brother when the whole list came out i sent him a message i'm like if I see your name here, I'm going to take you to mm. the jailhouse. That's yeah. what I said. He's like, no, I'm not that type of person. I'm like, I mm. literally swear. Mm. And you will. All if the people I... on that list said I'm not that type of person. <laughs> no, no, his name wasn't there. We taught him well. So another thing we need to drive home is that, and I had this argument with multiple colleagues, you know, when it all dropped, we also need to get away from this idea that there's a type of person. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, completely false. Yeah, yeah, I've read it actually. I, I went to a seminar where... Um, the guy was like, what does a rapist look like? Like, it's, is he, does he have, because even, what was that, um, that crazy guy, it's on Netflix, I've literally gone blank with his name, he was a serial killer. Ted Bundy. Yes. Yeah. He, he was like charming and he, sure. so, so he literally said to all of us, what does a rapist look like? So if you get a man that comes up to you with like oily weird hair, you're going to get scared and you're going to run away. But if you have a good-looking guy that comes mm-hmm. up to you and offers you a glass of wine, like, what does a rapist look like? You don't know. Is and that's what the hardest thing is. The so only thing, unfortunately, is that it's a man. Mm. Like, and that's where I think that whole, and we're going to go, we're going to do another podcast and where that whole men are trash thing came out. Because everyone's focused, like, yes, you can be rich, prime, anything, but the common denominator is that you're a man. Yeah. Mm. Like, and I think that's where this whole, that whole movement came from. That's why most people miss it with mm. the whole movement. Mm. Yeah, was, exactly. Mm. I was really shocked when I saw like people that I know being like named and shamed. I'm like, oh. really? Oh Where my gosh, I was with you last week. Oh, I'm like, what? What is what happening? List? How does that so, go? Okay, you see, you see this person that you know, and then what? I see this person, and I immediately. Go, Where did you see this? It's on, on, it was on Twitter. Twitter but pages. I'll just tell you the legal side of the social media law side. Um, I saw the name, I was like, okay, cool, I'm unfollowing you because I don't want to be associated with you. Yeah. I know I know it's a bad thing, but I don't want I to feel like yeah. I feel like what we've the stance that I've taken was guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. It's like, but why must we then afford you the chance to actually tell me? Well, it's also I hard mean, it's, because I, yeah. I so I deal with family law where where some woman will literally go and put that person's name on even if they haven't been touched because they're crazy. So it's like I get to see both sides of the abuse and also like I've had a matter where there were fake allegations against my client so this woman could steal the child and take her overseas. I saw my client with this child every single time he signed documents. No way did he ever touch that child or her ever. Like, do you know what I mean? So so let's say if he was named and shamed, I would be like, 
what the hell and i've even spoken about this matter before and i've been trolled hard on youtube like i've been threatened she's bulgarian and she's scary and i just like started deleting stuff on <laughs> youtube like immediately i was like oh my god but she used the law to know that if she steals a child and there's a criminal case pending he's not going to get his yeah. child back in terms of the hate convention yeah but then you get women then you get people that are abusing the process which is unfair but how many people because we were talking about mm. the city and i how many people actually lied about you know mm. the events i feel like there there are a lot more how do you know these real. people are they friends are they celebrities are they uh friend experience mm. maybe <laughs> <laughs> former acquaintances yeah, acquaintances for now i mean but it was just so crazy i'm like mm. but also there's like another guy that we went to varsity with and i'm like Mm. you and i were like brother and sister yeah so it was just such a shock and i was saying to my guy friends but why aren't you having the conversation mm. with him mm. and they, what did they say they're like we're not friends with him anyway now everyone <laughs> says oh but I, i'm mm. not involved and I, why do you mm. always say i'm not involved as a guy like talk mm. to your friend mm. i mean to be fair i think maybe not in all but i think there are a lot of male circles where the conversations are being had yeah it's just like I mean I've just noticed sort of in the past sort of 5 years the way men talk to each other has sort of changed a lot and maybe I don't know maybe it's just my circle of friends but I don't think so but there's certain things like even just amongst your boys that you can't say now that like you could mm. we like the boy will be like now nah, fam that's that's a lot what are you doing well, actually really? well did you see those yeah. groups that they screenshotted on WhatsApp where he was getting tro- like DMs because he'd be name and shamed and then he literally was like, guys, can you defend me? Like, I'm getting DMs from all over the place. And they were like, no, bro, like, you can't do any that. And then what did he, I sent it to you. He mm-hmm. said, um, yeah, uh, if, these, if these women don't stop, I'll show them what rape is. And oh, that wow. was, Yeah, and then it got screenshotted and it just got circulated through. through and he was named and shamed and he... Like, if you wanted the, the DMs to stop, that probably was the worst the worst thing for him to do. Um, but, I, yeah, I saw it on Instagram. It was, they were all having this conversation, and he was kind of asking for them to have his back. And they, and they, it's weird. They, they from the, from what you can see, they, they basically say no. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's when he said, well, they want to know what rape is. I'll show them or something like that, but I can't find it now. But yeah, and I think that's the, in that kind of instance, every single person should have, and I'm, someone screenshotted it and put it out there. So obviously, guys are having conversations. Yeah, and slowly. But, yeah, so maybe it's not all guys. Yeah, yeah, every time you, let's say, Seti was your friend and Seti goes on a date with Umpile and he comes back, he's like, oh no, how's your day? Did you smash? It's one of the conversations. I mean, I hang around with my yeah. cousins, with my guy friends. It always is, uh, did you smash? You don't really care about the other party. Okay, cool. Maybe if you guys are serious. And girls are like, did like, you get a free dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we were just like, okay, the, the food was great. Yeah. <laughs> did he troll you? <laughs> Jeez, I know very different girls. Because <laughs> I was, I, that's what I was like, yo, did you hit though? It's like, how? Yeah. Yeah, how was it? Like, <laughs> but anyway, with regards to the oh. name and shame account, it got suspended because they were saying that, um, Anything that is so, it's let's say if I post a defamatory tweet and then Seti retweets and you retweet, yeah, 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 by it merely being on your page, 
defamation. You are also a part of the defamation yeah. case. So I'm guessing people brought legal. And also, one mm-hmm. thing that I didn't understand, how do people know that that like who the person is behind the tweet? Actually, that also like that's, doesn't mind. That's that's a sort of implicit. What do you mean? Like who the person so behind. I will say X X Y Z did A B C. How do they know that it was me? Because literally you send the account the name they take out like they blur your name basically and then it's just some, some no they no they one's are, name came out there but it's still defamation because you're giving it to the person of that yeah. no no, no i understood that but i'm saying like, how did they find oh. me uh, as the author of the tweet I saw a couple of pages where, like, yes. they had the person's name, picture, like... And the question, I mean, that... that, that we need to get back on Twitter. It's like, I've missed the whole fiesta, yeah. No, whose name and page? Too. So um, if I say it was you, right, mm. then your name and your picture will go up, but my name you're doesn't go up. From the so author. my, the author oh, that gets concealed, but you know who exactly it is, because people are getting defamation. <laughs> it's like, conspiracy. Conspiracy <laughs> 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 theory here. <laughs> I mean, if you weren't guilty, you wouldn't know. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Sort of what we, yeah. We, but we I think, question. yeah, I think the main thing, and I think that we've come to it, is that A, naming and shaming it's defamation. It's defamation. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know that people want their justice and a lot of people can't go to an attorney and get But wait, justice. is it defamation if it's because you were just saying like there has to be a bit of truth in it. So yes, if but there's it truth in dignity. It, yeah, truth and public interest. So mm. irrespective on face value will be defamation, but there can be a justification mm. for mm. that. So the law can allow such on the basis that it's truthful and in the public interest. Because okay, I saw, like, on the website, like, a lot of people saying, oh, no, you shouldn't do this because blah, 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 defamation. Mm-hmm. And the lady was saying, bring a lawyer, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think she might have been going you from just, that... Like, reading all of this. <laughs> <laughs> she might have been going from that standpoint of, well, it's in public interest, and mm-hmm. if there's mm-hmm. truth in it, then I'm not defaming. Who am I defaming? Yeah. If I'm, I'm guessing that's... The no, point. so the, the thing is, it's, it's truth in public interest, and for me, naming and shaming, it's... Like, let's say it is true, then it is in public interest, right? Like, remember that whole um, scandal in America where actresses started naming and shaming um, directors that had hurt them and all of that. That was completely in the public interest. There was actually cases where he would admit it and all of that. But I think the problem is, is that when, when you're immersing yourself in it, we're not saying don't do it, do whatever you want. But just be careful that you can be sued because although it is true and in the public interest, right, mm-hmm. it still impairs dignity, mm-hmm. might hurt someone, uh, they might lose sponsorships because so they can cause damage to them. So don't just think, oh, I'm going to name and shame and so everything's from, it's not blanket yeah, it's immunity. So that's case. why when Setu said there's a very fine line between freedom of speech and defamation. Okay. So yes, it's true. Yeah, well, we don't know if it's true. As I said, it's the whole innocence mm-hmm. until proven guilty. But let's say... 40 different women are naming one man that did the same thing. Let's be honest, let's call a spade a spade. Many people are going to be like, okay, well, that man did it. Mm. That's what happened in America with that whole Harvey Weinstein mm. and that whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, me too and all of that. But yeah, I think I think the main point is, and we're going to wrap up, is if if you name and shame, we get that it's, it's in the public interest and it's true, but just be careful mm. because you, will, you might have a suit against you and it might actually minimize your pain and your suffering and what happened to you because now you're actually going through this whole thing. Rather take proper measures, mm. go and lay a sexual assault charge against that person. Take an actual measure where you allow the law to assist you and you allow the law to punish that person for doing bad to you. Okay. And then just... For the lay people, how do you then go lay a sexual assault charge? 
You just setting. arrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically what you can do is that you go to, you can either get a protection order. So as Umpo was saying that you, if let's say I'm scared of this man, you can go get a protection order, which we've done a, um, a podcast on, but you could just literally go to the police station yeah, and I'm you draft a, yeah, you draft an affidavit where you list everything. And you must also remember that even if it happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there's no maximum period anymore. There's no... Oh, so there's no statute on... Yeah, yeah. it doesn't prescribe. Yeah, it doesn't prescribe. So if let's say I, God forbid, got raped 30 years ago, now I'm only having the courage to speak out and that person's alive, go write your affidavit, get your justice, because... And I think this is where people are getting blurred. They think that they're getting justice by naming and shaming, but nothing's happening to that person. They're just getting trolled on Facebook, but they delete their social media... And life moves on. And life moves on. If you if you have been hurt and you do actually want to take proper measures, sexual assault is a proper criminal charge mm. where you will go. That person will go to jail if they're found guilty. So, uh, like it's it, but people unfortunately have lost faith in the law, so they think this is the only thing that can be done. So that's yeah, that's our um, our two cents for the day. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much, guys. Um, guys, where can everyone find you? Instagram. On like socials, mm. on them, if they want to email you, if they want to slide into your DMs, like... So what is your your handle yeah. on Instagram? So people can follow you, your email address... And or, or if you just want them to email you professionally. Definitely email me professionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my email address is Buigany at Chandler's. Well, I'm still going to tag address. you in this. It anyway. really is fine. You'll find us in the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you email. want me, you'll find me. <laughs> it's Kumalo S at Chandler's. Cool. Yeah, and if, obviously everyone knows my socials. If anyone wants to get hold of anyone, you're more than welcome to contact me. And yeah, we can definitely assist you. And we are passionate about helping people in a proper means. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want people coming to us being like, oh, uh, I now have a defamation suit. Use that mm-hmm. energy in actually protecting other women by making this person be behind bars, not trying to defend yourself now. Mm. But yeah, and yours is... Yeah, guys, yeah. I mean, I think this is actually a very important episode, so I'd like to encourage mm. people to like share it, um, mm. move it around. You can find myself personally at Nanina Brothel, all the underscores, underscores in between all the words. Um, or you can email us at laurainthelayman at gmail.com. Um, and as per usual, guys... It's been a great episode. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.